0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Radio.
1: And welcome back to Coast to Coast George Nori with you William Stickevers with us his website linked up at coasttocoastam.com and he also provided us some material that Lexus posted at coasttocoastam.com. William before we get really rolling would you give us your definition of astrology and why it works?
0: Yeah, that's a real tough one George. It's not it's like it's like a physicist trying to explain gravity and how it works. It's uh, not so easy to do, but I'll give it my best shot here. So, essentially, from my viewpoint, astrology is based on an ancient premise that the cosmos is pervasively informed through the active presence of an invisible ordering principle that operates throughout the underlying matrix of all creation. And this ordering principle of the cosmos is at once mathematical, and archetypal and manifestation. So as an archetype or archetypal, right? As, so planets and stars and zodiacs operate as cosmological archetypal agents that act as organizing principles of both psyche and the cosmos that represent both the deepest pattern of psychic functioning and determine how our reality is perceived, created, interpreted, invested with meaning, and experienced.
1: Interesting take. Now, how did you get so involved in financial astrology?
0: Well, you know, back in the day, George, I was primarily a psychological astrologer in terms of my training. And uh, I had a number of clients back in 2006 who were um, giving giving me a number of horror stories about what was happening with their homes, uh with the finances with the markets and i was just you know it was just going very contrary to what i was watching on tv or the news i was listening to so i really was uh initiated into financial astrology when i looked into it deeper and i realized that i wasn't able really to help my clients based on my um consensus mainstream understanding, where the astrology was showing something quite different than what I was hearing. So I had to take the deep dive and learn financial astrology, geopolitical astrology, what is called mundane astrology, in order to then help guide my clients make very important strategic decisions Mm -hmm. to help preserve their wealth during the crisis.
1: I was going to say, can astrology give somebody an upper hand? And I assume it can
0: Absolutely, George. I mean, that's, you know, that's the real reason to do it. You know, most people are not aware of the secular and astrological cycles that are operative, but feel a collective angst driven by a multitude of intractable problems and conflicts that continue to escalate and intensify. We could all see that happening now on the news, on TV, on the Internet. So with astrology, we can find clarity with, high level, with a high-level perspective on global events, on what's happening, and how these global events are having direct impact on us. And through, the, uh, and through the powerful lens of astrology, particularly mundane astrology, with an archetypal worldview, we can make much more informed choices and be able to navigate uh, a very tumultuous and certain period while uh, the world goes through this paradigm shift and global transformation.
1: What is your take on Bitcoin? astrologically speaking?
0: I think Bitcoin, look, uh, I've been involved with Bitcoin since 2010, right? Bitcoin's been around since January 2009, so I was probably, arguably, I would say at this point, probably the first astrologer, financial astrologer in the world, because I was in the tech world for over 20 years, right? Along with doing astrology. So I got early into this, and it became very clear to me that when Bitcoin came out, Uh, It was part of this Saturn-Uranus complex, this Saturn-Uranus cycle that was operative, and now we're going into the next phase of the Saturn-Uranus cycle. So what does that mean? That means essentially that um, I think holding Bitcoin for the long term is the highest upside, lowest lowest risk financial strategy. Let me repeat that. That Bitcoin, based on the astrology, right, is the highest upside lowest risk strategy one can pursue at this time, right? I believe it will provide it provides diversification right meaning that if you buy you know if you buy some other type of stock or equity, I think holding bitcoin right you are even more diversified because you can see bitcoin sitting on the balance sheets of cities, governments, corporations, institutions, even Wall Street. You have to realize, back in 2017, when we back in 2017, 2018, when we first talked about Bitcoin, right? 87% of investors were retail investors, people like you and me. Today, 87% of investors are Wall Street institutional investors. Uh, they are big, what they call Bitcoin whales, millionaires, billionaires. You have you have publicly traded companies investing tremendous amounts of assets into Bitcoin. And so, economically speaking, you know, I think Bitcoin, based on the Saturn-Uranus alignment and the fact that it's occurring, it occurred, it has actually occurred, it grew out of the financial crisis of 2008-2009, is the best way to make a world a better place. Because it can get 7.8 billion people, right, around the world who are basically working in currencies that are weakening, right? And even the best one in the world, the U.S. dollar, is weakening at 20% of year, all right, in terms of the inflation. Right? You're losing 4 to 5% a month in purchasing power with the U.S. dollar if you keep your money in dollars. Right? So it's the best thing in the world. And, and this is one of the things. This is really, in my opinion, right. this is an open monetary network. And this will likely go, based on what I see, to all 7.8 billion people and provide them with a store of value and a strong financial asset that, will carry, that they'll carry on their mobile phones right? Yeah. Going to do, this is going to do much more good to the human race than anything else I can think of at the moment.
1: Interesting. What about digital currency doing away with uh, real money?
0: Well, you know, that's what the Fed is moving towards. Now, it, it goes to this debt supercycle, and I'll be very brief with it, but we have to realize that this debt supercycle is something that all financial analysts, economists, uh, hedge fund people like Ray Dalio have been talking about Right. And we are in a position now similar to the debt, uh, the Depression era environment of the late 30s and early 40s, with the confluence of ineffective central banks, deflation, high levels of debt, growing risk in markets, and this brewing U.S.-China conflict over trade in Taiwan. Right. So the issue has to do with the fact that we have all this debt. And historically, at the very end of this debt super cycle, we've had, global financial resets like we had in between 1933 and 1944 right all right we had that one we had it back from 19 uh, from 1857 to 1865 we had a global financial reset people forget that so the solution to the problem is when you reset the system which all the central banks are now talking about right they're now talking about moving particularly the fed to a central bank digital currency to reset the system that allows faster transaction speed, borderless payments, lower fees, and most importantly, programmable money, programmable money, right? And this is the big plan. And look, and what they plan to do, um, they plan to use this programmable money uh, uh, it to power the decentralized applications that are now being built out on a decentralized financial system because the Fed knows that the decentralized financial system, which is called DeFi in the crypto world, is growing at an exponential rate and it is threatening now the central bank fiat currency central bank uh, model that was developed uh, going back into the late 17,
1: um, 1780s. Scientists are screaming that we need to get away from fossil fuels almost immediately. I don't see how that can happen in order to save and preserve the planet. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I don't see that happening fast enough. That's the problem. We still use fossil fuels to make all those lithium batteries and Tesla vehicles, right? Uh, however, that being said, um, there's going to be tremendous advances, and this has to do with a number of these alignments. We've had this uh, Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple alignment in Aquarius. The last time we saw that was at the time the Scientific Revolution. And the Renaissance. We're seeing it happen now. We're seeing the fourth industrial revolution take place. So we're transitioning away from fossil fuels to alternative energies. And what I see emerging is artificial intelligence, collaborative robots. We're going to see virtual reality, augmented reality. We're going to see green energy systems based on um, thorium nuclear reactors. Uh, we're going to see CRISPR uh, DNA sequencing. We're going to see uh, global wireless gigabit networks, not only just global wireless, uh, wireless power networks. So we're going to see, you know, 3D printing is going to basically replace all the type of 20th century manufacturing. But the big transition, of course, is going to be going to this new energy system in order to move us from a type zero to a type one civilization.
1: William, when we take calls next hour, you'll do some readings. What do you need specifically from the callers?
0: Yeah, basically, since we don't have time to go into details, I need the caller to ask a question that can be framed in a yes or no type of way. So will right. I get the job? Will I get a job this time next year? Will I get mm-hmm. a job next month? Yes or no? Should I attend school? Right. Will I get, you know, um, so um, something that could be framed that way. And if the answer is yes, uh, They'll know it's yes. If it's not, I'll probably I'll do my best within a very short amount of time to
1: give them some
0: strategy and explain why it, might, why it is no.
1: Interesting take. Now, do you don't need their birth month or day or anything like that, do
0: you? No, I don't. I'm using a method called horary astrology.
1: What so is that? That's
0: a method where—and that method was used uh, primarily for a good couple thousand years because only—nobody knew when anyone was born, George, only the emperor or the king. Really? Like, yeah. They didn't no keep one,
1: records or what?
0: Well, people didn't, people didn't have watches. People, you know, I mean, if you go back to the Roman Empire, who kept the watch and knew what time—
1: Or, uh, or calendars. They didn't even look at them, I
0: bet. Right. So they had an idea, but the, cl- the calendar system wasn't unified, and we certainly didn't— have an accurate time down to the minute of when, someone, when an event took place, right? And so what they developed, the astrologers developed, was the system when someone would ask an important question, they would then note the time of the question, and they had very specific rules, very specific system, a method of astro-divination, if you will, to answer the question and to give insight with a very high degree of accuracy.
1: Interesting take. How did you get into this?
0: Well, you know, I mean, I was again challenged by my clients. There were certain things they would come to me, and they needed to make a yes or no decision. Should I buy the stock or not right? It looks really good, but you know I could lose everything if this isn't you know if this isn't sound right? Is there something I'm not seeing here so i would I couldn't just look at their birth chart right, their birth chart or the transits to their chart you know may have indicated they were going to take they were going to make a big gain that year, but was it this stock or something else so that's how I was forced to learn this method. Will I get married by the end of this year? Should I, you know, should I go to school or go into the military? What's the best option for me? Right, those type of things, Hori Astrology really excels at.
1: Who taught you, or yourself taught?
0: Actually, I was taught by um, Alfie Lavoy, who was doing Horary Astrology since 1965, and he's also uh, one of the leading. Astrologist for financial astrology. He develops the world's most sophisticated astrological financial software in the world. Uh, his company is Air Software, and I still use that software, and I'm still in touch with him. And um, he was a great teacher to me.
1: Your website is your name, William dot com. Linked up at coasttocoastam.com. dot You take emails through the website. Yes, sir. Excellent. And what do people expect to see when they go to the website? <laughs> Well,
0: you know, right now I'm really focusing – well, first of all, I have my blog up there, but I have a membership group. I have an online active membership, Global Transformation Astrology, and the Crypto Astrology Group, right? So um, they can get access uh, and take a look at what's happening there. I do very in-depth presentations two to three times a month, uh, and um, also – just on that website, there's lots of resources, especially on my blog. I make lots of predictions, so there's a lot there for them to to look at.
1: Covid going to get better or worse?
0: Excuse me. I think covid I think the covid numbers in terms of hospitalization and deaths are going to continue to crash, but I believe they're going to use very punitive actions um, and policies. And I believe that's. I mean, we're going to have punitive punitive policies and and um, and, and, and taxation as well. And, you know, George, I just want to say this in terms of um, the markets. We didn't get to finish that. It was just one line because <laughs> we, we ran out of time. But with this Uranus Saturn-Uranus alignment, historically, the last time we had Saturn-Uranus alignment was in 2008. The last time we had it before that was in 2000, in 2000, 2001, right? We had the dot-com bubble, 2000, exactly. 2001. We had the financial crisis, Lehman Financial Crisis 2008-2009, Saturn-Uranus. Now we're having it now. And the key thing to remember is everything that will eventually matter between now and December will be ignored until it doesn't matter. Or actually, I should say, let me rephrase that. Everything that will eventually matter is ignored until it does matter. But by then, it's too late.
1: And when you say it's too late, what does that mean?
0: Well, generally, um, you can't recoup the losses. You know, generally, by the time you realize that the markets, right, you can't can't short the markets, right? You can't reverse your losses. Generally, the news that you're getting is going to mislead you, right? Or or the, the bad news that you're getting is the news that you're ignoring.
1: Interesting take on this. And with astrology, are they things that will be or could be?
0: I believe that we're dealing with probability. So it's things that will likely be, they're, 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 um, astrology implies, right? It implies probability, probable scenarios. And we do have free will. We do have free will. We can avert. We can mitigate. Sometimes we can avert, not always, but we can certainly mitigate uh, problematic events. We can turn things around. We can take advantage of certain periods. That's really the gift of astrology. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.